0: Episode number seventy-five. Hi, this is Martin Woodward, and this is Greg Duncan. Hey, Greg, live from Build. Good to see you, man.
1: Yeah, it's good to see you, my friend. This is the first time we've ever
0: recorded a show in person. <laughs> Let's hope we do it right. This is actually our second go at doing the show. Last one, I managed to mess it up. Well, there we go. Never mind.
1: It's amazing how much work a uh, you know thirty-minute, forty-five-minute podcast. We've yeah, just editing. For... Anyway, here we go. Yeah, anyway.
0: So, uh, if the listeners haven't heard it before, so if we sound like we've listened to déjà vu, you'll know why. So. Greg, how's, uh, we're at Build Conference, how's, how's the conference been for you?
1: Been good. Today, I'm a much happier camper than I was yesterday. Okay, so just um, to explain, so
0: uh, we're, on the, we're on the second day now. We've just come out of the second day keynote,
1: right. uh,
0: had some lunch, and then we're sat in a corridor with uh, people walking by us now. Really <laughs> giving cool it us funny show. looks, uh, which is really pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. So the first first day, day one keynote, uh, it was all about windows.
1: Right. Windows, windows, windows. Windows. Um, which was bugging me a little bit, uh, insert my wine tag. You know, it was uh, Windows helps you do this, Windows helps you do this, Windows helps you do that. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to hear more of a Microsoft helps me do this, Microsoft helps me do that. Uh, We heard that today, but we weren't hearing it yesterday. Yesterday what they announced was um, they did not announce Windows 9. So my guess is, uh, you know, my predictions. Um, In one case, I was a year ahead. The other case is I was nowhere close. But – Uh, They did not show Windows 9. They showed us an example of a future version of Windows. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's 8.2. Never know. I
0: have no idea. Um, but we saw some cool stuff in it. We saw, the, we saw a start button? A, a start, start
1: menu. menu. A real start menu. Yeah. And that
0: was... With with tiles and everything.
1: Yeah, with, with live tiles. Um, they showed uh, the modern applications framed on the desktop. Yeah, in a window. Um, yep. cool. Yep. And
0: they showed modern applications accessible via the taskbar. Yep. They showed a little minimize button when you've got a modern app full screen. Yeah,
1: those come in update too, which okay. as a developer, you can get now... It's It's on MSDN. It'll be available out to the world via Windows Update uh, next week, uh, April 8th, uh, depending on when you guys listen to this. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Windows 8.1 Update 1 uh, will give – it's a lot of love, a lot of love for keyboard and mouse users.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know,
1: so uh, the right mouse clicking and stuff actually kind of works like you would expect it to now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely uh, uh, pin your modern apps to the desktop taskbar and that kind of stuff. So it's still a little jarring when you click on that App, it will still flip you over to the full screen to the modern view, but still it's a step forward. The biggest thing that they showed though was the promise that RT is. They're actually following through with that promise. The promise with Windows RT, Windows Runtime, not, you know, um, Windows RT, the operating system, but WinRT, the Windows Runtime. Is that, you know, if you build your application to that, it will be able to run on multiple devices. Okay. They shipped with one version of that promise. When if you write your application to it, you can run it on AMD yep. and you can run it on Intel yep. x86, x64, and AMD. Yep. So that was one promise of it. Yesterday, day one keynote, they showed an additional level of promise to that. They showed the same application running on your Windows phone, your tablet, your touch device, your notebook device, your desktop device, and they even showed a future version of it running on Xbox One. Mm. So the same application running on all of those from two feet to ten feet. Mm. That was a huge promise.
0: In a single solution file as well.
1: In a single solution In all now,
0: inside of Visual Studio.
1: And, and and you know, you all have seen demos like this before. Yeah. You've seen this where they have you know, they're sharing some code, right? Portable
0: class libraries. Like portable, the, class, like
1: portable class libraries. This is different. Mm-hmm. This is it's much it's a much better story. Mm-hmm. The actual UI and everything else can be shared. And you, the developer, are in control on what happens on the different devices. Yeah. You can choose to have 100% of your code shared across all the devices. Or you can choose to say, on my two-foot device, I want to do a custom UI. Mm-hmm. you know, Because the experience is different from a 10-foot device. Um, you can do that. You can make that call. Basically what happens is you create a new solution. You create the, the target files, the target projects. So you have one for Windows Phone 8.1, Windows 8.1, Xbox One, mm-hmm. and then a shared project. It's that shared project where the shared code goes. Funny that. Um, if you want your other target uh, device targets can be empty. Yeah. You can delete basically all the files from them, mm-hmm. all the, you know, a main view, main window.wpf and and or main window.xAML. Just kill them and use leave it all in shared. Or again, you can say, well, no, I'm gonna create custom user interfaces for each one of the devices because I want the experience to be different. As a developer, you are you can do that. The other side of the story is WinRT. What languages and what technologies can you write yeah. WinRT applications? Um, you can do it in HTML, JavaScript. Yeah. You can do it in C++. You can do it in C Sharp, VB.net, and XAML. So yesterday, they showed us how we can write XAML applications running on Xbox One.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and I was just like, holy...
0: No wonder they're giving away Xbox Ones at a developer conference. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, no lie. Now, I, the question is is when. They did yeah. not say when that capability is going to come about. Hey, they, we still have the Xbox on today. So yeah, we are not play uh, There is that. Um, they didn't talk about how your applications would get deployed, how you'd put them in the store. and uh, yeah. None of that story came out yet. Um, but still, that they showed off that Promise technology. Uh, yeah. It exists. Yeah. Um, you know, you've been hearing about unification of operating systems, yep. you know, they're all on an anti-kernel, yada, yada, yada. Again, they're following through with that, yeah. with this universal application, yep. um, which you guys can get right now. Visual Studio 2013 Update 2 RC was released yesterday. Yes. that Installing that will give you the capability to build those kind of applications.
0: So we'll put a link into the show notes to Soma's blog post to talk all about that. Yeah. TypeScript was our seed in that as well. So yeah, it's all looking It's all looking very promising. I tell you something else that was mentioned in the keynote yesterday was uh, the WinJS framework. So you know the JavaScript framework for
1: was open source. It's open
0: sourced and it's also uh, works cross-platform. So it works in uh, all browsers. It works on Android. It works on the Mac. You know
1: how how crazy is that? <sighs> that was interesting. I wonder. I, I don't know. I, I wonder on, what, what the wondering? kind of, well, would I use something like that if I were doing a dev, uh, an app? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Is the iOS developer actually going to be looking? I, I, I wonder who the audience, who's actually going to pick up on that right. and, and use that. The WinJS, it just seems to be, I don't know, you know, like an artificial barrier, a perception barrier. Right. You know, people are going. To say, oh, I don't like Windows. I, yeah. I'm making an Android app. Why would I use WinJS? Yeah, you
0: know. So, oh, we'll see. But hey, yeah. you know, they've open sourced it. Open sourced it properly. They're taking contributions, and it's and it's not like uh, they've op- they're they're not open sourcing and dumping. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's, it's they're open sourcing, and the team is still there. The team tool two are still, are still yeah. building it. It's the same team. So I was really excited about that yesterday. <laughs> um, it's just, the, the, and then there was some more. We'll talk about we'll talk about day in a second. But there are obviously some more announcements around open source as well. <laughs> Which has been very fast
1: and Martin and I had a had a moment yesterday afterwards because of course when JS got released on GitHub, that's fine as long as it's open source. That's all I care about. <laughs>
0: So we have, um, so we have that that happened, and then oh, uh, so yesterday as well, we we um, RTM'd update two of TFS 2013. Right. Uh, so we needed to that. So it's that's actually RTM. That's not RC. And I don't know if that's really mm-hmm. confusing. I put a link into um, into show notes for for Brian Harry's blog post explaining why you know what happened here. But basically, um, we needed to. We want to get to a point where we we, we we announce general availability of the service. Right. We want to get to the point where we can actually have um, you know people charge, people be, people paying to use the service. <laughs> and uh, before we can do that, we've always said that we will. Um, we've always said that we will. Making so people can export their data mm. off the cloud instance and bring it back to on premise. Right. To be able to do that, though, they need to be able to, you know, we actually do that as a, as a full fidelity Seq- backup of the SQL database. It's not, you know, some random, <laughs> like, obscure you know, TFS migration toolkit thing. It's actually the SQL tables. And so to do that, you have to have a fairly recent version of TFS to be able to get your data you know, into. Right. And so we needed to RTM update two because that's the version that we're going to want in a few weeks' time. We're going to want people to grade to if they want to do an export of cloud and bring it into TFS mm. and the general goal is that it will be you know we'll support like uh, you know a, a, I can't remember the official policy I think it's like an update one or two back or something like that you know if there is a you, you won't have to be quite so aggressive with your updates uh-huh. in the future if you want to be
1: able to export but you guys had to baseline we it, had to and baseline it a... somewhere and we right. had to build
0: the logic into a release <laughs> to be able to accept it right and so from now on you know it, it, it's in the it's the update two one is the one that's mm. got this functionality built into so it's very exciting i mean it's one of the things that people have been asking about as they come chat on the booth but um yeah it's been good and then so then uh today uh day two it was an exciting day today I think.
1: yesterday was windows day yeah on uh, windows phone windows os today was developer day today was microsoft day um Scott Guthrie was up there, and he did, did a, good a long, yeah, uh, 44 been... announcements for Microsoft wow. Azure.
0: Must have been strange for him not to actually be the one doing the demos anymore, because <laughs> now he's the big boss. Yeah, yeah. he so just he's got to be like the MC and bring on other people.
1: Yep. So um, they did a lot of demos on, you know, integrating... Microsoft Azure processes into Visual Studio. Yeah. Uh, you know, creating a, a, a VM right from Visual Studio, yeah. um, which is pretty awesome. Um, all the automatic deployment of, of. Uh, websites. I mean you have to stage the, the website as stage well. Stage so the,
0: the staging, it, And then you can then promote from staging into production. Yep, you can things. swap them yeah. yeah, so
1: you can fall back. Yep. Automatic fallback. Pop-it and Chef integration um, as well for being able to deploy the, to Puppet. The number of things that they did with Azure, it is tr- it is really maturing uh-huh. fast. I yep. can't imagine. I mean, how long has Azure been around? It has not been around that long. And you look at it what it was like when it first came out yeah. to the way it's looking like today. It's they announced a new portal, which platform, is a really nice user interface. What did you think of the portal? I liked that. Okay. I, I, I'm like thinking, uh, for everybody who's out there, you can watch the keynote um, on demand you can see what we're talking about. Um, you know, They go with an idea of a dashboard with parts, but then they come up with a new concept called a blade. When you click on something, you get a first level of detail shown in the first blade. Then as you click drill down more, instead of replacing the blade, that view that you're on, they extend it. They add a new blade with more detail and a new blade with more detail and more detail, which I actually like because okay. you can. it's so much easier. I don't know how many times I've clicked on, I want to get this, some information about, you know, X, and okay, now I need to detail, now I need to go back and hit the back key, and the back key, and the forward key, and the back key, well, you don't really need to do that, you just need to scroll left and right. Yeah. Um, I like that, that, that metaphor, That's- so...
0: Interesting. Did you notice that had the uh, Team Foundation server? Well, Visual Studio Online was integrated into this as a new portal?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that so was, a, that was a great you demo. Doing,
0: um, you know, making a change and actually seeing your code changes in, in the portal still, <laughs> and the build results, and the
1: work items. Uh, the continuous integration. Yeah. Uh, all uh, in, in the setup. portal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's pretty darn impressive. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I, was really, I was really pleased with it.
0: So and then uh, so also today, so I was backstage today during,
1: mm-hmm. because um,
0: as well as those announcements, we uh, Anders Halsberg got on and talked about the <laughs> Roslin stuff.
1: That was a great demo. You okay. know, uh, Anders, you know, he's, he's like, a good
0: presenter like, in it, normally, uh, isn't
1: he? Yeah, exactly. And everybody's out in the seats going, "I'm not worthy. Yeah. I'm not worthy." It's Anders. Um, have I told you about but, my
0: dinner, the time I, my, 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 my Anders story? Have I told you that one when I had dinner I don't with
1: Anders? Know. No. So I, don't think we were, so I
0: was at one of these dinners, you know, when my, you get, you get invited to these things. I, was, I went along and I sort of sit down and, you know, looked to my left and there's this guy sat there and chatting. You know, it was, um, uh, Damien Edwards, is it? You know, the net guy. He's a really good presenter. Mm-hmm. So i chatting to him. He's like, hey, I'm Damien. Hey, I'm mine. We were chatting, having a good chat. It's good. And I turned to my right. And the look, and, the, and it's Anders like, and Halsley. You know, I, I'm gonna do a bad impression now. It's gonna sound like Sean Connery or a bad. Oh, Connery- <laughs> I'm Anders like that, You know, uh, and I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't even say who I was. I was like, "What do I talk to this guy about?" I have no idea. We ended up having a really interesting conversation, but yeah, I was like, "Do die?" I'm, oh, I'm a child of Frank about. Anyway, he's a, he's a genius. He yeah. did a good session. What do you want to he say? Did he did a great session.
1: There? Yeah, what he did is, um, we may have talked about it in the past. Project Rosalind. You know, mm-hmm. what is Rosalind? It's compiler as a service. It's the ability to. Um, not the ability, the capability. Uh, before today, when we were, com- when you would compile an application, you write your C sharp code, yeah. and to get the IL out is a black box. Yeah, you know, you know, as, it a, literally as a was. mere it was modern, CSC.
0: you know, it was, yeah. it was like a single exe you could run, and then it came out again.
1: Yeah, and it's, it, the code behind that has to be like a billion years old. You know, and well, it's been Brian improving over lot, time. But yeah, it's not quite that old. <laughs> But, um.
0: You wrote it after you wrote SourceLife, so you know. It's, right. Yeah, anyway. And,
1: it, so, uh, Roslyn, the promise of Roslyn was compiler as a service. Mm-hmm. It was a C sharp compiling C sharp. Yeah vb.net compiling vb so when you write a vb but with application extensibility as well so you can hook into it, that process and that's and listen the magic it. behind uh-huh. it it's not just that they created a new executable yeah. they created an entire infrastructure yeah. so that compiler as a service it truly is a service as a matter of fact that was one of the namespaces on it, it was like you know um dot service or something but uh you know so not only is it c sharp compiling c sharp um it's all exposed. Yeah. You know, and as a matter of fact, um, what he showed today is that you can get it right now. You can get the V6 and install it now in Visual Studio 2013. Okay. You can get what the future version of Visual Studio is going to look like today. Well, the compiler. The compiler part. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. Right. Yep. Not the UI, not hey, none yeah, of yeah. the other stuff. Though there are some ornamentation changes that when you get this, um, if capability. you update
0: your compiler, then actually our language tools already use the compiler. Use, they use Roslyn to, to decorate the stuff. Right. And they even, you know, like CodeLens, those code information right. indicators, that uses Roslyn to, like, get all that information out. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I love it when a plan comes together.
1: Right. Um so he announced it. So you can get this V6. You can install it now. You can start taking advantage of that. And they, they show, he showed a number of examples of how it changes. Just refactoring, um, the, the air handling, just the smarts. It, it's, it is... Uh, you know turning the visual studio and your language compiler you know up to eleven yeah it 's just it 's a whole new world it 's going to impact a lot of third parties who 've been jumping through so many hoops for so long to fill in this these holes yeah. but i 'm sure they are just joy because the um, it was hard as heck for them to do it. It was definitely harder before uh, with the with the wpf surface it became easier but still. All of that stuff, they had to reinvent all the compilers and all the language parsing and everything else. They had to reinvent it all because of the black box. Well, that black box is gone now, and they can um, utilize it as well. Because it's open source. That's the other thing, is that what Anders did is it was a great demo. He brings up rosalind.codeplex.com, and there's a big warning on it. If you guys have ever created a CodePlex project, you know you can create the project, and it's private initially. Yeah, for 30 days. And you have to publish it. Yeah. Well, he did that live on the stage. It's yeah, like, awesome. oh, should I do this? Everybody, everybody's like, oh, well, yeah, duh. So um, yeah, he published it live there at Build, and did so you, you can CPU get.
0: see the CPU spike on the Coplex <laughs> servers. It was awesome. It
1: was I really can cool. imagine, man, but um. So this whole, not only do you get the C-sharp compiling C-sharp, you get the source yeah. behind all that Well, And it's not shared source. This no, it, isn't it's some proper
0: open source. Uh, you can fork it. You yep. can create your own version of your own. You could create a rival C-sharp compiler <laughs> if you want it and sell so one. What's the license? It's
1: Apache 2. Okay, that's right. Wow. So, yeah. you can. So I can do Greg Sharp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should talk to Mr. Keller. We can bring back um, J-sharp. Oh, <laughs> No. <laughs> That's not. Oh. It I was kind of. You know, it might be rubbing salt in the wound. Yeah, that's. But... <laughs> that's
0: you yeah, know, but you can. Well, yeah, you can do. So Anders added. Um, he was showing. You know, like. So he was trying to give a demo to. You know, show off. Like, you know, uh, doing a pull request of a language feature. So right. he was saying that he would. Um, he he would add the the French quotes in. You know, so for a string literal, use a little. But like the double brackets sort of symbols. As right. The great, venerable Sun symbols a as a string literal. And he showed how to do that. And it was like actually understand. It was yeah. really weird. He opened up the solution for us in Visual Studio, and I was like, that just looks <laughs> wrong. How does that work? It was so recursive, I couldn't get over it. yeah. So, yeah. No, it was so, a really good demo, and then yeah, when he actually published it on stage, that was awesome. And, uh, but he said he wasn't going to do his own pull request, because he, he didn't <laughs> want to disappoint himself by rejecting it.
1: So. But for you know, you guys out there, yeah. you, know, you can actually contribute it um, and have your code in a future version of those compilers. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, yeah. but it's not like it was with a reference source or anything else. This is a real open source project, which leads me on to the, yeah. what was also announced. Yeah. Speaking of open source, is the uh, .NET Foundation?
0: Yes. So we've announced this, the .NET Foundation, and it's an independent foundation, separate from Microsoft, where a bunch of the open source technologies are, you know, belong to the foundation now. I think mm-hmm. you know, it was mentioned about Entity Framework and obviously Roslyn and right. you know, all the ASP.NET stuff. ASP Net yeah. stuff. So it's all completely. It's not Microsoft. Don't own it.
1: So yep. As a matter of fact, Xamarin. Had a number of libraries. Yeah, in Xamarin
0: there as well. and the .Foundation, and they're actually part of the foundation. It's not yeah. just Microsoft. Yeah, Miguel
1: sits on the board, right? Yep. Miguel's on the board,
0: so um, it was it was fascinating. And actually, Miguel de Acasa was on on stage just after Anders, well, with Anders, really, and was showing uh, because now Rosalind's open source. He was able to take mm-hmm. the Rosalind compiler and actually integrate that into the you know the the, the tooling the Xamarin tooling mm-hmm. uh, to actually be able to do the compiling you know under Mono, right? Using the Roslyn Compiler on the Mac, and uh, it's just it's yeah. that's crazy, isn't it? It's um, it's um, i it, it's a very exciting time to be a developer. Yeah, on Microsoft a, system, absolutely. Really so um, yeah, anyway, Greg, sorry, it's that time of the show. We're, we're late on the late on the ad. <laughs>
1: that's right. Second time well,
0: we've done the ad, Greg. You know, he's getting his money
1: for it. <laughs> you've heard the first one. Well, maybe this time I'll do it better. Okay, there th- we go. That's not hard. Yeah. I mean, the first time we did it was great. Oh I don't yeah, know it what you guys are saying Where do you hit this one? It's going to knock it out of
0: the park. So, well, Greg, that time well, of the show.
1: Episode 75 of Radio TFS is brought to you by SAS Made Easy, a leader in hosted TFS, dedicated virtual servers, and TFS ALM consulting. You can reach them at www.sasmadeeasy.com or via email at sales at And again, we have to thank the team for helping us bring you Radio TFS. Without them and their help... It'd be a lot harder for us to do this. It sure so. would,
0: definitely. So thanks, guys. So, um, yeah, anything else from uh, the second day keynote that you want? You can't wait to get home and, and go hack with. Is it? The, do you want to do some Azure stuff? Is that what you? To make sure you activate so, your MSDN benefits.
1: That's guys. actually the key. You know, you, anybody who's got MSDN out there, yeah, you've got Azure. Yep. Yeah. Use Not it just it's a little bit. Free you got money. Yeah, exactly. is, I know we've talked about this a lot, um, if, but you, if you haven't done it, do it. I mean, I've got people at my work who haven't done it, and I keep beating them about the head. Yeah. They weren't even. Well, they weren't watching the live stream or anything else either. It's like, what, what is wrong with you guys? But anyway.
0: But it's, it's like if, you know, you can, you can be sat there at your desk complaining, you don't have like, oh, if only I had a bigger machine, I could do this, I could build this. And you're like, dude, you've got MSDN. You've got access to VMs galore. You could just go in and create yourself a VM and go install stuff in it. Right. Go install the latest version of Visual Studio in a VM. Go, and, and those VMs have got more bandwidth than God. It's like, right. they're amazingly fast. But no, the, the, the Azure website stuff was interesting to me. I definitely want to have a play with that. And some of the, oh, I'll tell you what I did see that I really want to do for mm. Radio TFS. And that's the, um, the the traffic routing stuff. So right. they actually showed you ta- being able to take a Windows Azure website and being able to deploy it into multiple data centers around the world. And then um, yeah, and then you can based on where you are in the world, it will <laughs> it will point you to a, a closer version of that Windows Azure website. <laughs> and the architecture for the Radio TFS site, it's just all it's just a straightforward uh, Windows Azure website. It's actually written in Web Matrix, and um, it's very very dumb. It's like just you know a a single uh you know SQL Express database that mm-hmm. you know, holds the posts in there and that that um it's not like a show uh you don't have a um wh- when a show gets published it's not like it's getting edited all the time so there's not a huge amount of um you know y- you don't have a problem where somebody in Europe would see the show before somebody in America and things it all get r- right. published roughly at the same time and then the, the 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 podcast download themselves actually come from the CDN so that mm. again that would be that's quite easy to do so the only thing that would actually be interesting is huh is how to enable um So we have a thing on the site, if you go and look at an individual episode, you see the number of downloads of that show. Right. How to get that to actually persist in a way that would work um, and synchronize across... All those different web tiers. Hmm, interesting. I have to right. think about that. But yeah, right. no, it's it 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 there was a bunch of those. I was looking at the different demos, and thinking, oh, I've got to use yeah. that. That's just awesome. i you know, I don't really need that level of scalability yet, <laughs> but oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and you know, if you guys watched the day two keynote, definitely watch
0: the day two keynote. If you're gonna um, if you're gonna watch l- anything from Build, day two keynote and my session tomorrow, of course.
1: <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, I um, can't remember if I've already said this, but they announced forty four. Yeah, 44 uh, 44 announcements today, uh, and from the whole spectrum of... Uh you know, platform as a service, infrastructure as a service, uh, Visual Studio stuff—just uh, a huge amount of features released today. Yeah. And,
0: and then there was um, speaking of Coplex projects that got released. Um, I was chatting with a guy backstage about the project Orleans stuff. Right. Did you go to that? You went to that session. That was
1: you? a surprise hit for me. Okay. F- so f- that was Bill. that was
0: the one. That it was in in term, It was late on Wednesday night. was the session, wasn't it?
1: Correct. Okay. Correct. So what was that about? Um,
0: He's the Halo guy. He's from, you know, he's what I knew of him as.
1: Yeah, and I thought this session was just going to be... Jeez. I thought this session was just going to be how, you know, uh, some of the the, the things on how they made Halo scale. Um, It wasn't. It was actually a really nice uh, introduction into what Orleans is. And it's kind of like, you know... Computing as a service with no friction, mm-hmm. you write your .NET class, it's single-threaded class, um, to do stuff. You make a request from your application. You create a grain is what it's called. Mm. And you say, get me a grain. Okay and, and I want of a grain of type you know presence, and this is the player state. And you just create it and you put some data in there, and then when you create the player, maybe you persist some data or you you do some other notification stuff, mm-hmm. and so you create it, you spin up another grain and, and you just do these things and you're passing references back and forth, and this is all in C sharp and you, you know with a couple of interfaces and you, you're just passing things around. What you don't know is Orleans is handling the instantiation of these grains, these messages. Mm-hmm. If if you kind of think of it as a message-based computing, where a message is getting passed mm-hmm. from place to place to place, that's what this kind of thing it's, is. It's but incredibly you're
0: distributable not, as well, because you're doing it so you can scale it across as many machines as you exactly.
1: want. Exactly. They have a grain for every game of Halo played. Uh, ever. Ever they have like wow. billions of grains so and is it code or is it data is it it's not like entity frameworks it's, it's stuff. code you know you are only worrying about the code okay. you know you are um, you know you're usually uh, passing some sort of data in the string, but it could be a reference to a class.
0: Right.
1: But you just don't have to worry about it. You know, when you're doing it normally, and my class is causing this class, exactly, you don't have to worry about the serialization. You don't worry about where that grain is living. And when you call, uh, you know, uh, this is a new player, and now I'm going to do a notification, and do a notification grain... Doesn't matter where those live. You don't have to worry about it. I'm passing a reference to player to the notification grain, and it just works. Cool. And you don't have to worry about the scaling, you know, as a silo, as they call these things, come up and down. You don't have to worry about it. They fail over. Um, the caching is handled automatically for you. Oh. When you create the grain, if it's not already instantiated, it'll instantiate it and it'll spin it up. When you're using it, it's there. When you're not using it, after a while, it'll go away. Yeah. Cool. Should we check
0: out that session? Then. It
1: was we'll put literally, a link to that that's definitely, as well. see that session. Yeah. So, um, we also,
0: we've, um, so we've, you've spent some time around the different booths, talking to different people, and you've spent a bit of time over at, our, at the ALM booth as yes. well. We had different questions that, that folks are asking, and, uh, but one guy that came around was a guy called Dan Misch who's telling us about his project with the TFS
1: branch indicator. Do you want to explain <laughs> that one? <laughs> that was a great project. That, you know, you come to these things. You don't come to the sessions because you can get them all on demand. Uh-huh. Um, you come for the free beer. Oh wait, 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 that's right. My boss isn't listening. Yeah, you come for the free beer and the parties, but you come for the people. Yeah, you come to the network. You know, you come to talk to the experts, but it's the other attendees that are really the key to these things and the people that you meet. Dan, you know, I was hitting, hanging out, just, just uh, uh, standing there, and Dan was asking uh, you some questions. Mm. And, you know, he was talking about a problem that he had. He had a problem where they're dealing with um, multiple branches under active development. Mm-hmm. And he had a, a, a situation where the wrong code got checked into the wrong branch. Yeah. And they, then they went into merge hell. So he wanted to figure out, you know, he's a developer. God, I love developers. Because, you know, they're like, okay, you know, I think you use this example. Mm. You know, if I do it once manually, okay, that's one thing. If I do it twice manually, uh, then you start thinking about automating it. Mm. That third time, you know, I'm going to spend three days and automate this 10-minute task, but... Damn it! When I do it the fourth time, it'll be one click, yeah. and I've got like five different applications for my for my channel nine coding. Yeah, they're ugly as hell. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, You know, you get to I'll that i the radio click app in a minute. It's
0: really <laughs> ugly, but it does all the stuff that I used to do manually, and you know, I had to do manually a couple of times, and I right. was like, oh, I've got to write an app to do this.
1: So Dan, as a great dev, I just like, okay, I got a problem. I, yeah. I got to fix this. Uh, SQL Server Management Studio has this capability. When you connect to a server, if you go to the advanced area or the options, you can actually set the color. So that huh, I didn't so know the that. status bar color can change based off of the server that you're connecting wow, to. I so that. that is great yeah. if you know all my production servers are red yeah, status a great bar. Idea. My dev ones are blue, mm-hmm. my QA servers are yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just very visually indicative of where you are connected to Mm -hmm. Dan did the same thing, but with visual studio Mm. and the title bar. Mm. So using the TFS API, depending on what branch you're in, Mm. he's coded it. So when you're in branch a, the title bar, the visual studio title bar itself is one color when you're in branch B, it's in another color. And you know, there's no really API to do this. So yeah. he was like, okay, I, I'll just use you know, Spy Plus Plus, and you know, I'll figure out the trees. Well, it's, it's, it's a WPF in. app
0: now. The, the 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 so it's all like reflection and, and right. actually poking in. You know, it's it's Visual Studios Adobe You mentioned
1: the accessibility APIs. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably what he's doing. Uh-huh. Um, but. We don't even have to say probably what he's doing because what he did is he released Martin's like, That's really cool, you know, you should release the source to that. Um, last he said, night he, he sent an email.
0: You know, he's having a beer and you're and I, I say to people all the time and never hear anything back. Oh, not this guy. He's a legend. So yeah, we got you got an email from him.
1: Yep. Yeah, he sent us an email and he posted the source. So if it's T F S branchindicator.codeplex.com and you can see the source on how he did this. Yes,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, usual caveats. He was like, hey, this is really rough, but you know, it's like, oh, so I was, this is what I always say to people. Yes, the code is always rough. Trust me, you, you know, we've just shipped the source code for Roslyn. You'll go and read that <laughs> source code, you'll think, wow, it's actually a real source code. So, you know, it's just, just ship it. And then and then people can tidy, help you tidy up the code. You know, if, if there's a use for it, ship it. Everybody's code's always rough.
1: Yeah, there's two things. One, shipping is a feature. Yes. So, you know, if it works it, it works yeah um the other thing you mentioned about code you know being um fugly or yeah. you know uh last week y- you all know that they released the source code for ms dos 1.1 2.0 and word for windows one a okay which is my, the first version of that word post that post i ever I can't believe it's not A it anyway carry on <laughs> um and a number of people have done analysis right looking for comments and just looking at the code and it's it's a fairly hilarious there's, there's fart, one bit
0: is like doing this in assembly cuz we're awesome yo or something like that wasn't
1: it there's fart jokes there's really? cussing in there Brilliant. there's the, the very Maybe typical every play, so. developer has done this don't touch this line of code yeah. it's supposed to be looking like this and <laughs>
0: That's brilliant. Yeah, no, it's been, uh, yeah, it's, it's been exciting times. I've been, uh, I'm really, yeah, I guess that's what build's all about is drinking from the Kool-Aid and right. things and getting inspired. But no, I just met some really cool people and just, yeah, it's one of those things I'm like, oh man, I've got not, there's not enough time today. I want to go develop on that. I want to go play on that feature. So no, it's been good. Anything else you want to cover before we start wrapping up?
1: No, I think that's about it. So um, I'm going to be
0: doing my session tomorrow. We'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Okay. I'm going to do a session on on, on Git and TFVC and things and, and in real, like, hardcore deep diving to get, you know, we're <laughs> going to be Cracking open, you know, visiting with a Git repository is a .git folder. Right. We're going in. We're going into the folder. We're going through the looking glass. We're actually showing you how Git works under the covers. Um, and like Ed, I don't know anybody in the world that. Well, he, Ed, Ed can have. There's a guy who's like sort of second in command of the Git project. Is a guy called Peth Jeff King. And um, I I just sat and watched Peth and Ed like talking about Git and having uh, like the octopus merge algorithm in Git. And I sat there having a beer while they're. I don't <laughs> like, you know, I can usually keep up with people, but I'm I mean, so far beyond me. So he knows so much. I'm really excited to be on stage with him. So bringing bringing in Ed lives locally, we worked together for gosh a decade now. He just knows. He's just lives and breathes Virgin all That dude, he's he's amazing. And uh, he lives locally. He lives uh, over in Berkeley. I was like, mm. you've got to come and come and do this session with me. And he doesn't normally. You know, he's a he's a dev. He's like a proper right. dev. And they, they don't normally let those guys out. So uh, <laughs> he, he's coming along, and I'm really looking forward to doing it because. There isn't a question he wouldn't be able to answer, you know. Whereas there's lots I won't be able to answer. But together, and um, you know, we've known each other for years, so it probably won't. I hope it's not one of those ones where I hate the 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 two presenter shows you go to where they spend half the time like. You know, just chatting to each other and forgetting the audience. <laughs> hopefully, he's a really good presenter as well, Ed. So hopefully, it'll be a good session still. But um, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm, that's my, um, yeah, see how that goes. But never, the announcement about Roslyn was definitely my highlight, being backstage, you know, and um, sort of seeing myself. And I was with uh, talking to Anders again, you know, after getting over my,
1: ah, Anders. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, after getting over that stage, we, we, were, we were practicing on a little test project on the, on the publish button, you know, showing him what to do. Right. Because obviously, you can't practice publishing Roslyn open source twice. <laughs> people notice that sort of thing going live. So um, so we were practicing this test project and I was like, so there's the publish button. But the problem with the publish button, when when it's available, is it's right next door to the delete button. Right. And I was like, so don't press this button on stage, because <laughs> yeah. I know you might be nervous. It's only 6,000 people and like all the thousands Five. of live streams. 5,000 people. 5,000, yeah. Uh, you know, but then there's a thousand people from Microsoft. <laughs> here as well. So anyway, but you know, it's only like 5,000 people, whatever. Um, so don't don't worry too much. Uh, but if you see, you know, don't press this button, sort of thing. That's <laughs> It's like okay, so, so let's press that button now, and then they can see what happens. And then when you press yeah. it, it comes, are you really sure you want to delete? Why do you want to delete? It's like, right, if you see this button, that's when you start panicking. And that's where oh, I'll be backstage. Oh, I'll actually just publish it for you at this point, because I really don't want you to press the delete button. That's a lot of work you'd be throwing away. So, no, it was good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. So, maybe even, I don't know, I'll, I'll tweet a picture of backstage or something like that and put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, or that'd,
1: or be, interesting. that'd so, be interesting. It's always a good experience. So. Yeah, good. so I, I suggest everybody, all you guys out there, you know, look at at all the on-demand sessions. Yeah. Worst case, go through the keynotes. That will yeah. give you a good highlight. Um, you know, the day one is the Windows and Windows Phone. Yeah. If you're a Windows Phone user right now, look at the day one keynote. Windows Phone 8.1 really looks awesome. Cortiana, which I can't believe they actually shipped with that name. It's good, isn't That's it? That's got to be like the first time a code name went. To, you no, know,
0: no, they gave it really bad. The trick is to give it a really terrible code name, <laughs> and then the product name is cool. <laughs>
1: He even has a t-shirt what, it's what, awesome. what was the joke you know oh, better than, is better than the yeah, personal digital assistant yeah. for Windows phone v1.0 oh, yeah no. she
0: was, was quite funny and then yeah. there was one bit was like hey Katana how am I doing and it was like you're doing great but bearing in mind all these things were recorded two weeks ago <laughs> so no I, I, I enjoyed it. It, it it was good so what we should probably do next show is maybe do like we've done it before like a top five top five sessions from build or Greg's top five sessions or something yeah. like that so I bet today's keynote definitely is going to be up there for me yep. because I really it was a really good session feel really inspired after that so cool Anything else? (sighs) No. Great. Well, um, if you've got questions or feedback, then make sure to email us, radiotfs at outlook.com. If you did, stop by and see us at the booth. And if you bumped into us, make sure you say hi and things. You know, it's quite good. And obviously, you can uh, leave us a voicemail on 425 233 Eight three seven nine. So, thank you very much. Thanks for putting up with the background noise. As I say, we're here live at Build, and then we'll speak to you back when we're separated by thousands of miles again, Greg. When we're on the other side of the continent, well, the other side of the world really, when we normally record the show. And we'll speak to all you next time on Radio TFS.